Ken Miller. Trent Condon. Miller and Condon on 1460 KXNO. And now on 106.3 FM. All right, good morning, everybody, and welcome to Miller and Condon on a Tuesday. Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO and 106.3 FM. Return to local programming here for the next couple of hours. Trent and I appreciate you carving out some of your morning, spending it here with us. On the BMW of Des Moines guest list here today, we will talk to the following in about 25 minutes or thereabouts. Our friend Frank Schwab from YahooSports.com. He covers the NFL. He covers sports wagering for Yahoo's Wisconsin grad. So I'm certain that that will come up this past weekend's result at Kinnick at some point. But the NFL is good. Last night was unbelievable. We'll get to that in a second. Frank Schwab, 1025. Speaking of sports wagering that may or may not have gone well for you last night, I'm looking at you. Mm -hmm. I know you are. I know you are. Uh, Just wait. Get through the guest list and I got something for you. All right. So uh, speaking of sports wagering, Brian Arilko from the Iowa Racing and Gaming Commission. He is the director of gaming. Brian will join us at 1050. Iowa set another record handle-wise in the month of November. And it's about to get a whole lot easier to sign up for an account. Uh, rules are going to be changes when it comes. Uh, rules are going to be changing when it comes to some of the new wagering opportunities pursuant to the two needle movers in the state as of January the first. So a lot of ground to cover with our friend Brian Orilko from the IRGC at eleven oh five. Derek Duke, Heartland College Sports. That is the Big Twelve centric website, uh, and we're going to speak with Derek Duke. Obviously, the Oklahoma Iowa State game will be front and center. Maybe some hoops as well. Uh, and then our friend Zubin Mahante in his regular spot at 1125. We will go around the world of sports with Zubin. Uh, because of the pandemic, more Iowans need help putting food on the table. Food insecurity has doubled since January of this year and tripled for households with children. You can help. Every dollar donated to Food Bank of Iowa creates up to four meals for Iowa families in need. Visit iowafoodbank.org to learn more so quite an ending to that football game last night what a game it was it really was trent it was incredibly entertaining Mm -hmm. um two afc north teams two relatively young quarterbacks uh putting on a show last night Uh, lamar jackson coming back onto the field mcsorley's playing in his absence he gets hurt now what are they going to do they're talking uh the booth's talking well we don't think they have a number three quarterback dot 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 and here he comes cape and all uh fourth and five and all he does is hit uh, malcolm brown who couldn't catch i mean he dropped more balls last night but the one that uh counted was the one at the end there they go up bang down the field comes baker mayfield kind of reminded me Tap the brakes a little bit of the most incredible game I've seen live. The 19, I think it was 94 Monday nighter between John Elway and the Denver Broncos and Joe Montana and the Kansas City Chiefs. Mm-hmm. And I was at Mile High Stadium. It just was out of my mind. It was just an incredible game. But that's kind of what that reminded me of. But it wasn't over. And then the beat at the end. Um, if you had Cleveland, you thought you were going to get the push. Uh-huh. But that wasn't to be. And Trent, I can... Only imagine what it was like for half the country who bet on the game last night. Because it wasn't a quick decision, right? No, no. It's not like you ran back and here's two points, game's over. Uh-huh. It 
they it drug on and on and on, and then finally, after misery, seeming like minutes, did they stick the the knife in and twist it? That's a stinger. Now, I think most everybody that bet it probably had Cleveland plus three, so you were looking at a push, but it did actually go off most Vegas properties at three and a half. So you still had a winner at that three and a half if you hit the closing line with Cleveland. And as they keep going backwards, and there's fumbles in there, and every yeah. seemingly every time there's one of those. All right, here's a lateral, but it kind of fumbles and fall on a game over. Right. There and were three of them. I know. Three of them. And they would move <laughs> forward a little bit, and then they'd go back. Trent, I thought it was never going to end. I can't imagine having Cleveland last night and the agony that you sat through. I had them last night. I know you as did. As you know. And yeah. But that's gambling. It is. And I've been on the right side of things, but these things come in Cleveland, spurts. you were on the right side of earlier. It was one of those weekends where seemingly everything could go wrong. We mentioned UCLA yesterday. They were the yeah. right side for 59-plus minutes. 59 minutes. Not only that, USC just needed a field goal to win the game. Yeah, and they scored a touchdown. They scored a touchdown. Right. It just, to push it to five. It was one of those kind of weekends. And to cap it off with what <laughs> happened last night... It was apropos of what yeah. what the gambling weekend was for me in football. It was rough. No, and you weren't alone. Yeah, you, you just now. I don't get. Maybe it's because of the amount of money that I wager. Right. I, this isn't thousands of dollars. Right. This isn't even hundreds of dollars. No. This is this is fives of dollars. Yeah, this is at best dozens that we're yeah. talking about. That are all incumbent. But you call it your sports wagering, or your what do you call it? It's, it's a tax. It's a tax. Yeah, it's my entertainment entertainment tax. tax. Right. 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 Because. Last night's game was really fun. I didn't need the gambling mm-hmm. portion of it. And Ella and Jack, your two children, aren't going hungry because <laughs> right, of Daddy's right. little right. Yeah, passion. every few months I'll throw out hundred, two hundred bucks in my account, play around with it, hopefully double it. If not, I will go back to the well again. But well, anymore, and even before, not like him in the bars every night like I was back yeah, in right. you know in my early twenties or anything like that. So instead of doing that, well, we just spend a little bit on gambling. That's what it is, and I have fun with it. And I still get the same enjoyment, and in fact, maybe more enjoyment, by hitting a $3 14 parlay. Mm-hmm. I sent you a couple of those in my month mm-hmm. of October that was on fire. I still get the same kind of enjoyment. Yeah, of course. If I would have bet 300 yeah, that would have been changing. But I'm not going to do that because I know there is the other side. And long term, no. you're not going to win. No. You're not going to win. Even unless you are doing it for a living long term, you're not going to win at this have fun with it. And there are very few people that do it for a living and actually car grind yes. out a living. And when I say grind, I mean grind out a living. You're talking, because that one yeah. last night was a perfect example. <laughs> right, right. Uh, so, so let's do this. Two questions on the AFC North for uh-huh. you. Then we'll, the, we got Frank Schwab moving. We'll move on from the NFL. But we're going to do a lot of NFL here today. Uh, is, is getting incredibly good. So when it comes to the AFC North, Cincinnati's four, clearly. Uh-huh. What, rank the other three. No, you don't have to go by the records. Just how you if they were playing out Sunday neutral field. No, or, or power rank them that way. One, two, three. Yeah, or who do you think's got the best chance to advance? Go for the furthest in the playoffs. Go the furthest in the playoffs. We've seen because we saw Lamar Jackson look like the MVP of last year for the first time in a long time. But we've also seen back to back flameouts in the playoffs. Uh-huh. That concerns That's me. the knock on him, right? The Steelers are not a good team right now. I agree with you, Trent. I would have them three. The Cleveland Browns. They're a fun team. And when you're talking about January football Mm -hmm. in Pittsburgh, Kansas City, Baltimore, these upper reaches, basically anywhere, 
I mean, short of going to Miami for a road trip, Buffalo, who very well could be hosting games. Yes, they will. You go through that and you say, who's the best equipped? Now, the Browns have, especially in the back end of that defense, a lot of work to do, uh-huh. as we saw. But you got a pass rusher. Yep. You got two top level running backs, at the very yes, least. for sure. You have an offensive line that is, it's not just a one trick pony, that they're really good in run blocking or really good in pass blocking. Mm-hmm. They are good in both. Trent, and a quarterback that can run around. Trent, I was impressed by Baker Mayfield. Last I was night. too. Who, well, I was impressed by both quarterbacks last night. Yeah. I, 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 ne- I needed to see more with Baker. Mm-hmm. And I still haven't seen enough for me to be all in. This guy is lock stock. Next decade, he's going to be a solid NFL store. He's mm-hmm. going to be Bernie Kozar. He's going to be that type. Boomer Esiason. Not close, you know, kind of on that fringes of the Hall of Fame. I'm not there with Baker. Boy, he can Long spin time. it, though, can he? He can. Oof. He's got the arm. He's, He's got, got the a legs. wiggle. Yeah. It's all there, but I'm still waiting for more. It, I got a lot more last night. I'm getting there. Do they have enough receivers? I mean, Landry's a really special player. He is. Uh, the but Higgins Odell kid's Beckham, all right. Yeah, he is, but Odell Beckham not being, I mean, he's out. Um, is that a good thing for them, though? Maybe it is. That's a they fair played point. a lot better. That's so. a fair point. But he is gifted. I he's mean, gifted. He really he's is also gifted. He's a pain in the ass. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And As receivers, not all of them. Peyton with a pretty wide brush, but some right. of them. Yeah. I mean, Devontae Adams, you'd rather have that guy, right? Yeah, they, for sure. Because it's not just the talent. Cody Parkey's a liability. You'd fix that. Mm-hmm. You want Dan Bailey? <laughs> I'd probably get him. <laughs> For Chief. <laughs> yeah. I'm surprised they haven't made a move there. Maybe it's today. I mean, they can't. The Vikings can't go forward with him. No way. There's no way. I, I, was, I was surprised, surprised it didn't happen yesterday. yesterday. I'm with you. Do they have to get through the NFL week? Is, is there something there? Uh, we see cuts on Mondays, Yeah, we'll, we'll see it today. We, yeah. we, we have to see it today. <laughs> a right. signing today. A competition. Maybe they bring them both. There's still I, a game back. I know. It's they, not like they're completely out yeah, of Yeah, except Arizona's schedule so conducive to getting that last spot. So Does that right. matter, though? Arizona's lost a lot of clunker games themselves. Yeah, they have. But Murray's, boy, he's fun to watch. Um, so Cleveland won. Baltimore Cleveland two. Won. Pittsburgh three for you? That's where I would be. I'm t- I'm, I struggle at the top. Lamar Jackson, if Lamar Jackson of last night goes forward, um, they, they might be the answer. But Cleveland is fun to watch. Now do the quarterbacks in that division. In that division. For next year. Only for next year. For next year. Lamar. Yeah. Then who? Baker. Yeah, I agree. Burrow. <laughs> ben. Yeah. But the, the Ben Roethlisberger, the stand, is coming out of that career hourglass. He's not the he's not the biggest problem on Pittsburgh, but boy, oh boy, from undefeated two weeks ago to what we think of them now. After the back-to-back losses, Washington, and then this past weekend, they don't feel like they're long for the playoffs to me. And when you throw together, look at the numbers. Yeah, Big Ben has nice numbers this year. But he also has a really good receiving group. Although this last couple of weeks, they can't hold on to the football. They can. But from Juju to the Johnson kid, who I really like, Claypool. Claypool from Notre Dame. Ebron, a really nice tight Ebron's end. Ebron's a nice tight end, yes. But he had a couple of bad drops this week. Are they falling too much in love with, we can't run the football, so we're just going to use the short passing game as a running game. And 50, 50 attempts a game. Right. And Bud Dupree being out and Devin Bush being mm-hmm. out, those, that, those are and two. And stacking up. Yes, absolutely. And this stacking. happens in the NFL. And Cameron Hayward was, I think he finished the game 
He was in the tent late. So if he's out, that that's a big piece of that defensive front. We'll, we'll see on the Steelers. Uh, the other news from yesterday, and there's been nothing yet, although there may be an announcement today because, as we know, uh, the college football playoff is meeting here today, and the um, uh, the head of the Bowl Championship Series, um, that's not what the name of it is. Um, college football. College football, whatever. Playoff committee. Yes. Um, Gary Barta? No, the other dude. Hey, hey, hey Hancock. Hey, Hancock. Hancock. Uh, Hancock. Bill Hancock. They're meeting today with the agenda item. I have to think it's right at the top. The Rose Bowl's in jeopardy. They may not be able to play the game at the Rose Bowl. And, oh, by the way, the Rose Bowl is one of the two semifinals. And the other games are all spoken for. So if you're, I don't think it's as simple as moving, you know, the... Um, because with Rose Bowl and the Sugar, correct? Yes, those are the semifinals. Those this year. are the semifinals. So I, I don't think it's as simple as I'll pick up the we'll pick off the Fiesta Bowl. It's not, and there's a multitude of reasons for that. A, the Rose Bowl. All right. Well, you can't just say it's the Rose Bowl presented by AT and T, but you played at Jerry World because of if you do that, you run into trademark issues. Yep. You also lose the the capability of trademarking a number of things with the Rose Bowl. So they can't do that. For all intents and purposes, because of law, they can't do that. I was reading an article that was way over my head yesterday. Yeah, but in that same article, did you find out that by law that the, the Rose Bowl, when it's not a playoff, has to have a Pac-12 team? I mean, we knew that because it was always Pac-12, Big 12, but it's actually written. Mm-hmm. And, and the way that it's set yeah. up. So you have that angle to it. So what do you do? And Oh, just just trade with somebody. You can't. If you're looking at a, a full boat for the 2021 season and your bowl game is a semifinal, you're not saying we're going to trade uh-uh. to allow 10, 12, 15,000 people in there? No way. They're not there's nobody going to be at the Rose Bowl. That's just it. And and if you And give that's up where the that, issue is. Yes. If you give up the Rose Bowl, you're giving up inventory because it's not like they're going to create another bowl, I wouldn't think. Nope. If there's not if the semifinal is not played at the Rose Bowl in the Rose Bowl game, there will not be a Rose Bowl right. this year. That's the other component mm-hmm. to this. So if you think Indiana, Iowa, whatever it may right. be, maybe has a back road into getting uh, to the Rose Bowl. And they'll play Oregon or right. right. No. That's not going or to Washington, happen. Washington, it's not. That is off the board. Uh-huh. If they don't play that semifinal there, there will not be a game. All the other California Bowl games have been taken away. Is this a big issue? Is this more This is the an issue we're going to get clarity today. Because... All right, I get it. You're in a place you're not going to allow 10, 15, 20,000. All right. I don't think they're going to allow anybody. And that's what it is. The now, parade's off? Yeah, the parade's been off, and, and that's happened. And that's every bowl game, though, right? Yeah. I mean, the Sugar Bowl, we're not going to see both teams marching up and down <laughs> Bourbon, Bourbon Street, Street either. At least not with the pomp and like, circumstance. I wonder what Bourbon Street is like now. You've been to New Orleans, right? Oh, yeah. One of my favorites. Yeah, me too. Almost went to college there. Did you really? Thank nah, God I maybe did. you told me yeah. that. Tulane. Took, yeah. took a visit down Oof. there. Probably the good decision Probably I did. I don't was. think I would have made it out of there. <laughs> yeah, it's so fun. Oh, it's a great place. But you're not going to have that with any bowl game. But to not allow 200 parents in, what are we doing here? Mm-hmm. In, in a place like that, in the Rose Bowl. You did, I found out this yesterday from uh, one of the Nebraska writers. I think it was Sean Callahan from the Rivals site. Uh, Nebraska parents can't go this week to watch their kid uh-huh. play against Rutgers. Rutgers has no fans, nobody, no parents. 
Nobody, Nobody going to be not a soul. in there. That's and there was a bunch of uh, Nebraska parents that were, as they said, they were driving the 15 hours to go see the game. They're not going. Not going to be happy. You can either. go, but you can't get in. So Indiana Purdue is off, right? So yesterday, a lot in the day before the hand wringing from Hawkeye fans, we got screwed. Didn't get our chance mm-hmm. against Indiana. I think there was some justification behind this. This didn't just all fall into place, right? No, but I do think the rivalries, the the rivalry games, was a. Um, they they wanted them to be played, but to your point, I think they also realized that there that was Indiana a real Indiana was in a precarious yeah. spot. Sure, and that Michigan, as we saw Sunday, was back on the practice mm-hmm. field. That they were getting closer mm-hmm. to being able to return to the field. Game's going to happen at Kinnick Stadium on Saturday night at six o'clock. You're ready for it. Oh God, think about Under this the lights too. at Kinnick to end the season. We don't talk uh, much about COVID on a daily basis, right. but. We've seen what's happened over the last four or five months in our state, the mm-hmm. numbers and, and the national scale in comparison. Yeah. Iowa State gets all their games in. Mm-hmm. Iowa gets all their games in. You got to be lucky. credit to the universities. You have to be lucky because there's also that other team you're playing and you have to kind of hit the right notes with them. Mm-hmm. But for that to happen, credit to both universities, yep. both athletic yep. departments. I saw the numbers yesterday from Iowa. Only one positive mm-hmm. test inside the athletic mm-hmm. department with hundreds of tests a week ago. Credit to both athletic departments. Credit what they to were the able kids. To do. Credit yes. to the student-athletes. All of the student-athletes. No, it can't be. It can't You've be. You've taken tra- a test. Yes. I've taken a few. You've taken two. I've taken four or five. I'd rather do the spit. That was a whole lot easier than the first one, the swab. But you're getting the swab every day? No. <laughs> As these kids are, yes. Yeah. Uh, Trent, it's remarkable what they've done. The it sacrifices is. that they they want to play. You know, this kind of goes against. I still believe that there should be some kind of stipend for college athletes, mm-hmm. right? The, the blowback was always, yeah, but they just want to play. They they want to they want to play. They want to play. And if you need it, if there's if, if there's ever been as uh, a glaring an example of that um, side of the equation, this is what we've seen. The kids want to play. Look. Uh, Minnesota and Iowa will play on basketball mm-hmm. on Christmas night. They weren't forced to do that. They wanted to play, and they're going to play on Christmas night. They were given the option of, you know, do you guys really want to do that? Right. Yeah, we want to do that. And that's cool. It's been remarkable, Trent. Iowa State, Iowa, um, for them to be able to get through these times. Hats off. And, and the entertainment that is provided our state and likewise throughout you know, college football. Could you imagine if we haven't had this this from the middle of September until now? Would not have been oh, fun. Oh, Trent. I mean, yeah, we enjoy SEC football. Yeah. We enjoy talking about the national scale and Clemson and mm-hmm. Notre Dame. Mm-hmm. But ultimately the backbone. Is Iowa the two needle Iowa movers? State. Yeah, nothing moves the needle in sports talk like those two schools. And even in a year where we didn't get to have them play against each other, for both teams to put together two loss seasons, to mm-hmm. put together really nice years overall, it's been a lot of fun. Yeah, no doubt. And now we got basketball in front of us, and we got a lot more. But how this caps off at a championship game for Iowa State, and two more games for Iowa. And what bowl games are going to look at? 
Boy, it's great to be a college football fan. Indeed it is. 10-20. We've got Frank Schwab coming up. We'll get back more into the NFL with Frank. Look forward to that. Our friend Brian Arilko from the IRGC will be here. Things are a-changing sports wagering-wise. I uh, had another record month, and January 1st, it becomes a whole lot easier for those of you so inclined, for those of you who have... Uh, put off getting in the car and going to Altoona. If you already got that William Hill account, but you want to DraftKings, I don't know if I can drive to Jefferson, dot, dot, that. No longer. Don't have to. As of January 1st, sit on your couch, sit at your kitchen table, get out your iPhone, sign up. It's as simple as that. Uh, beginning in just a matter of a couple of weeks. Uh, busy hour still to come as Miller and Condon continue here on a Tuesday. It's Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO and 106.2. It's time for the Urology Center of Iowa audio cut of the day. Jackson trying to throw for it, and he's got it. Marquise Brown hangs on to the football and scores. How do you like that? Tremendous without the cape. Jackson rushes back in to save the Ravens. Set up your vasectomy appointment with the Urology Center of Iowa at 515-400-3550 or iowauro.com. All right, welcome back. Miller and Condon, uh, Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KX and 106.3 FM. What a finish. What a game. Maybe the game of the year. The NFL is good. Three weeks left of the regular season. Frank Schwab joining us. He covers the NFL. He covers sports wagering at yahoosports.com. And he's good enough to join us here today. Frank, Trenton, Ken, thanks for coming on, Frank Schwab. What a game last night. Oh, it was great. Uh, best game of the year, I think. I mean, I can't think of a better one. It was just it had everything from, you know, the back and forth, both quarterbacks playing well, Lamar, you know, coming out of the locker room for that fourth down play, and, you know, Justin Tucker hitting that incredible field yep. goal that he makes look routine. It's not. <laughs> and, and then the bad beat at the end to just put a bow on it. I mean, it was just. This is a phenomenal, entertaining football game. No doubt about it. Both young quarterbacks, too. Baker Mayfield, a lot of people have questions about him. Lamar Jackson, yep, 2019 was good, but he hasn't, at least until last night, looked like anything near that. Both of the quarterbacks, I think, maybe at least for the time being, changed some people's minds last night, Frank. Yeah, absolutely. I thought Baker was, aside from the pick, that was, that was a bad play. Right, you know, right. it's going to happen. Yep. Uh, but other than that, he made clutch play after clutch play, really a lot of poise. This Ravens defense is not terrible. It's it's not. I mean, they, they looked terrible last night. He gave up 42 points, but this is not a bad defense, and, and he really played well against them. And, I, you know, I took my cap to him and the Browns. Like It's one of those games where, yeah, Cleveland lost, but I think in the process they showed a lot of people they're for real. They're They're a good football team. And, you know, and on Lamar's side, yeah, he, I think he finally, I don't know if it's just, you know, the health part of it is coming around for him or if there's an organizational thing of not really unleashing him as a runner or whatever it was. You're right. He, for the first time last night, he looked like Lamar Jackson. He looked confident. He, he made some plays and, you know, he, he wasn't throwing the ball well until the end when he basically completed his last five passes. I, it's, it was just, you know, both guys really, really showed out well. We talked about this a little earlier in the program, Frank. Pittsburgh, Cleveland, let's say the Ravens get into the playoffs. Who's the most dangerous of those three teams to make a deep run? Oh, I still think it's Pittsburgh. I mean, I think there's been an overreaction on them because they lost two games in high-profile spots. 
they're still eleven and two. They still have a, a great defense and get after a quarterback. I don't think our offense is is very good right now, but they're still talent. They they're going to need to adjust. They, they, they can't play this dink and dunk offense the rest of the way. Teams will figure that out. They need a counter punch, and I think they can. I, I still think that this is a really really good football team. I think the Ravens. I don't know. Something's just lacking there. I. For as good as they played last night, and they did, I, they still did give up 42 points. And I, I wanted it to be like, okay, here are the Ravens. Here is our, they're back. They're going to be a factor in the AFC. And I came out of that game saying, it was a great win, but is that the type of team that's going to go beat Kansas City? Uh, probably not. And then Cleveland is probably a year away. I, I just don't know if they had the defense for it. But I, you know, it, all of these teams are, are very capable. And, you know, it, the AFC playoffs are going to be. Just ridiculously fun. No, there's no doubt about it. And I've got a team, and I, I, I saw your power rankings today, Frank, and you're on them as well. This Buffalo Bills story is is one that bears watching. I mean, there's a um, a new sheriff, if you will, in the in the uh, AFC East. Maybe a couple of them, because I don't think the Dolphins are going anywhere right. anytime soon, as far as going away. But this Bills story, Josh Allen is clearly uh, becoming uh, a an elite quarterback, and I maybe throw that around a little bit too uh, uh, often, but. I've seen all I need to see that knows know that I believe he belongs in the conversation. I mean, he's not Patrick Mahomes, he's not Aaron Rodgers, right. but he's a really good player. And Diggs is playing his foot best football, and he's fitting in there. And that defense looked really good on Sunday. These Bills might be the team that give the Chiefs the biggest headache uh, once we get late January. Right, and I think you know this narrative about are the Chiefs unbeatable? I, I really push back on that. The Chiefs are the best team in football. There's no doubt about that. They're the favorites to win it all. There's no doubt about that either. They are beatable. <laughs> They're not some team that's just going to you know, romp in the playoffs every round without anybody touching them. There's a lot of good teams they're going to have to go through in the AFC. Getting the number one seed certainly helps them, but I think that a team like the Bills can give them uh, at least a challenge. I mean, their defense has kind of been lacking all year, but they really played well on, on Sunday. We know McDermott's a good coach. Maybe the Maybe they're coming around, and if they do, it's a pretty complete team. And uh, and the rest of the AFC, look, and could Teddy, could you see a, an envision a scenario where a Tennessee or an Indianapolis control the ball for thirty some yes. minutes with their running game and keep Patrick Mahomes off the field? Pittsburgh, you know, gets after Mahomes with the pass rusher, and and Roethlisberger finds his his targets all day. Yeah, you could see these things kind of maybe happening. I'm not going to pick against the Chiefs necessarily, but. I think there's a few teams in the AFC that can challenge them. I think the Bills are at the front of that line right now. I mean, if if Josh Allen's going to play like this, you're right. He's not Mahomes, but he's really good, and he presents the problems for everybody. So, Frank, uh, let's jump to the NFC. Green Bay now the number one seed, taking over the spot of the Saints after the Saints lose to the Eagles and a little Jalen Hurts action coming out there and playing decent, at least at times, for Philadelphia. But your thoughts overall it feels open. The Rams a buzz, a team that I've liked a lot throughout this season. Tampa Bay, hot and cold. Didn't get the golf trip for Arians and Tom Brady during their bye week, but they come back and, and get uh, 10 free points from the Vikings in the victory. Where are you at right now? Just overall, is it Green Bay and everybody else for you? Well, I think, and I wrote about this in Power Rankings, which just went up, that I think home field advantage is dead in the NFL, right? Like mm-hmm. I, yep. I think road teams are over 500 now after the Ravens won last night. With the exception maybe the of weather in January. Exactly. Yeah. It doesn't matter if there's fans on the stands. Yeah, yeah. Think about the teams in the NFC. Think about every single contender. 
We have New Orleans plays in a dome. Yep. Tampa Bay is warm weather. Los Angeles warm weather. Mm-hmm. Arizona's warm weather and a dome. Seattle's not exactly a cold climate. And then you you, you have the, the NFC East, which doesn't matter. So <laughs> you ask any of those teams, do you want to go to Green Bay in, Jan- in mid-January? No. And I, I don't care if there are no fans there. No team wants that. And you're putting Aaron Rodgers who's played better in cold weather than you know i mean in in normal weather honestly like if you look up his stats which i I put in there this morning it he's he's a good cold weather quarterback he's i think there's a psychological advantage to playing in green bay in january and i think that if they can get that number one seed in the schedule kind of is conducive to that i think they're they're going to go to the super bowl i think and again we've talked about this i know but i keep wanting to bring it up because i don't hear it a lot the fact that the nfl Cut the bye week teams from two to one mm-hmm. is the biggest thing we're not talking about. We all know the advantages teams with a bye in the playoffs have. The, the winning percentage goes up dramatically. Now only one team gets that edge. I think that I think that's the biggest mistake the NFL made expanding the playoffs. I think they're going to make the playoffs predictable for the next few years. We're going to see a lot of number one seeds versus number one seeds because the advantage is just massive, and only one team gets it. And if it's Green Bay with the lone remaining home field advantage in the NFL, I think they go to Super Bowl. We've already seen one coaching change in the NFC North. How many more will we see? Um, I, I, I don't know about Nagy. I, I think that Ryan Pace is gone, and I don't know if that means the coach is gone too. You know, they, they played well enough on Sunday to at least give them some hope of maybe if you finish strong, you get another year. I don't know. I, I just, uh, that's an interesting one. I think Zimmer's fine. I think that he was dealt a tough hand early in the season, and he's still a good coach. Maybe they just want to make a change for change's sake. We we see that a lot, and he's been there a lot of years, but I, I don't know. And then, you know, obviously Packers aren't going anywhere. Right. So I, I think that that, that that division is going to be interesting. Both of those teams are very interesting because you, I think you can make a case both ways. I don't think Nagy's been good necessarily, but he did win Coach of the Year two years ago. I mean, I know that, that award's kind of dumb, but... Has he been such a disaster that you want to get rid of him after year three? Maybe, but maybe not. I, I think at least you could. I don't think you can make an argument for Ryan Pace. I, I think that he's got to go. But I think Nike's a, a maybe a different deal, but maybe a new general manager wants a new coach. I, I think that, that that's the most interesting, I think, kind of yes or no of the entire NFL right now, of whether he, he goes or stays, because I think that, you know, the Bears are kind of admitting uh, they're just starting all over again if, if Pace and Nagy go. Talking with Frank Schwab right now. Look around the NFL from Yahoo Sports. Also a little gambling talk and uh, another gambling beat from last night. Just absolutely incredible. Frank, I want to jump over to this. So we're seeing games that have played all throughout the schedule, the calendar, because of games being moved. I saw today Nickelodeon's going to have a broadcast with their connection with CBS. Viacom owns them, and they're going to have a very kid-centric for the uh, wildcard game that CBS will have wildcard weekend. More and more of these opportunities for the NFL. More and more places to make money. Take a look forward in your crystal ball the next two, three, four years. What does a typical NFL week look like? Sunday night football, Monday night football, Thursday night football, and more. What else is out there? What else do you see the NFL looking for? Yeah, and I honestly, like, maybe I'm, I'm overestimating the NFL here and their greed, but <laughs> I think that they're smart enough to know that Part of the charm of the NFL is casual fans can basically devote one day a week to it for 17 weeks out of the year. It's not the NBA. I love the NBA. I love Major League Baseball. But that's a grind. I'm a Brewers fan. I love the Brewers. Mm-hmm. But I can't watch all 162 games. Nobody can. And But with the NFL, 
it's not a, a seven days a week type of deal. It is if you want to watch that Thursday game, if it's a good matchup, if it's your team, you watch that. If you want to watch Monday night? You can watch that if you want to. Same deal. But mostly, you're just tuning up Sunday to red zone your team, whatever your fantasy team, and I think that that kind of minimizing it it creates this demand. It's it's. It's it's not something you need to devote your entire life to. You can if you want, I mean, with, with all the, the information about NFL you're around. But as far as just the casual fan, which which makes up a ton of their audience, they don't have to really expand beyond Sunday. They own one day of the week. They give you a little taste of Thursday and Monday, for especially to hardcore fans or, or whatever. And I don't think that it's a good idea for them to be on Tuesdays and Wednesdays and Fridays or whatever we're going to get to. I just don't think that's a good idea, and I don't think they're going to do it. Now, can they expand the broadcast themselves? Like you said, I think the Nickelodeon idea is great. I, I, why not? I, if, it's not like that's the only broadcast. It's just if you want if, if you want to tune this on to your kids, maybe they like it, great. It's a, it's a bonus. And maybe we'll see more of that. I think we're going to see more streaming because that's just the way everything's going, and, and people don't necessarily watch on the standard TV anymore. But I, I think that you know we're going to see where coronavirus goes. I, 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 I'm kind of answering this assuming that we're in the, a better spot in 2021, the vaccine and all that. But I, assuming that, I think the NFL understands it has a good thing, and they can expand some things, but to, to over-dilute the, the market would be a bad idea for them because I think part of, again, part of the reason the NFL is so popular is because they've kind of constricted <laughs> how much you have to devote to the sport, and they've created this kind of demand, and these, the, you know, you can go wild on Sunday. Will the Nickelodeon broadcast have a minus three and a half? <laughs> plus three? <laughs> I want to see that, yeah. Get the yeah, kids started right. early, man. Yeah, I would start it early, yeah. Get these kids, yeah, have, have the betting line. Have SpongeBob or something telling you the betting line, and we're, we're all good to go. Uh, a selfish one because I'm a Bronco fan, Frank. Uh, Drew Locke threw four touchdowns. Um, Look, KJ Hamler had a couple of them. I don't know what Jerry Judy. Uh, I don't. He certainly has not had the impact that maybe he misses Cortland Sutton. Maybe they miss Cortland Sutton. That one guy in Judy would have excelled had he been able to be there. But more importantly, Drew Locke, Where do they? Where does Denver go if they? And they. I believe they're going to get a top ten pick. And obviously, the big two are going to be gone. But there'll be a good quarterback there. Um, you know, somewhere around eight, nine, or ten. What does Denver do with Drew Locke? You know, I mean, if, if the season ended today, I'd move on. But it's it's tough. I mean, it's it's a tough call. I think these last three games are huge for him. And I, I mean, it's it's dumb to kind of base a decision on three games because whatever. But I think that you need you at least need to see what you saw Sunday. A guy who's not just reckless and making dumb decisions, but playing within himself and. It's just a tough spot because, you know, we've seen quarterbacks kind of emerge at different times in their careers. Uh, Drew Locke wouldn't be the first guy. He's had, what, uh, at this point he had five starts last year. He's probably had about ten starts this year. So we're not even really with a full season of Drew Locke. Do you want to give up on him that quick when we have seen some good things out of him? But at the same time, there's no patience anymore. Does John Elway really want to waste another year, like come back with Drew Locke and he's the same guy in year three and you've passed on all, like you said, there's going to be a good quarterback class. You're probably going to have a shot, not at the top two, but but guys beyond that. Uh, maybe you trade up for a guy if you really, really like a Trey Lance or whoever it's going to be, the, the kid from BYU. I don't know. It's, it's a really tough spot to be in. And I think these last three games are kind of direct their decision. If Drew Locke throws you know, seven interceptions in the last three games. I think you got to move on, but I, 
he showed enough on Sunday where at least you look and you say, well, okay, there's a little bit of hope here. There's Maybe he's developing. Maybe he's getting it. Maybe he's kicking some of these bad habits. I, I could see it either way for the Broncos right now, and it's, it's really going to come down to what the, these last three games show them. Frank, we saw Roger Goodell. Last thing for me, we'll get you out on this. Uh, talking in Tampa after being there at the game, Buccaneers-Vikings, and he wouldn't come out and say a number that they were shooting for in terms of attendance for the Super Bowl. I know I saw a lot of people upset about that, frustrated. Maybe it's just the environment and the Twitter world that we live in. But I thought it was absolutely right. Why make a determination now in the middle of December right. when we're talking about a game that will be played in February? Who knows what things are going to look like? Your takeaway is uh, Goodell was hanging out in Tampa. Yeah, right. And I, I mean, that's been kind of the deal the whole year with – with the NFL people reacting to it, people want, you know, in April, people are mad at the NFL for not announcing contingency plans with the schedule. I'm right. like, well, it's April. What are we? Mm-hmm. We're talking about getting mad about it. Roger Goodell not saying how many fans are going to be at, at the stadium in two months. Like, well, things are changing on a week by week basis. Why? What good does it do, Roger Goodell? to put that out there when you're going to have to change it anyway. I mean, it, it's not like the world is the same, uh, even week to week. So I think that's fine. I think the NFL doesn't have to uh, kind of cater to the, the Twitter anger mongers who are just, like, mad at every single thing the NFL does. I think that it's fine to be like, we don't know. We don't know what the situation is going to be like. Give us a month. We'll have a better idea. Uh, why Why would Goodell even answer that? Well, he doesn't know. Right. He's going to have to change anyway, basically. So it, I, I don't, I'm don't. i fine with it. it it's, it's Wanting answers now on things that are going to happen in two months is just, it's not, it's not the world we live in right now. So I think that it's perfectly fine for the NFL to keep playing things close to the best and get to see where this thing goes. That, that's what really worked out for them. If we think back, and we talked about this in the summer. The one edge the NFL had over everybody else is they could sit back and watch NBA, watch Major League mm-hmm. Baseball, watch everybody else make these decisions, see what worked, see what didn't. Yeah, they've made mistakes, but mostly here we are. We're three weeks later from the end of the season. They haven't had one game lost to coronavirus. So overall, is the NFL been perfect? No. They made bad mistakes. I think they shouldn't have made. Yes, but they've. They've kind of done this pretty well, and and I think they should just stick with the playbook they've had going on. Uh, Frank, we have 30 seconds, 45 seconds left. Your Wisconsin grad, of course, um, uh, we, we saw the I Iowa game. I was hoping to get out of here. Uh, that, that was a great was really game, Frank. <laughs> I just want to get your take on, on Gray Mertz. I think it's unfair to judge him. The start, stop, start, stop. I mean, nobody had spring ball. It was very important. Uh, we, we've seen glimpses. Just where are you on the young quarterback? Yeah, and I want him to be great. I mean, that Illinois game got me so hyped up, but this offense is just so broken right now. Part of it is they got no run game. They, right. there's, there's no Jonathan Taylor. There's no Monte Ball. There's no Melvin Gordon. And they need that to get the quarterback going. So I think that once once that settles and maybe it take play calling away from Joe Rudolph, I, I think maybe things turn around a little bit. Frank, we'll talk to you after Christmas. Thank you for what you do for us. Have a great holiday season, Frank Schwab. Thank you. Yep. Sounds great, guys. Good to talk to you. Frank Schwab, YahooSports.com. Uh, Good uh, NFL uh, segment there. We'll take a timeout. Sports wagering on the docket next. An awful beat in the NFL last night if you had Cleveland. Uh, but sports wagering in our state is about to change. Brian Rilko, the director of gaming with the IRGC, joins us next. It's 1460 KXNO and 10- 10- building.
Aaron Condon, Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO and 106.3 FM. Get into uh, the Big 12 Championship game, Oklahoma-Iowa State, to lead off our number two with Derek Duke of Heartland College Sports. Zuba Mahente, our friend from ESPN, will join us at 11.25. Brian Rilko will have... His eyes set upon Iowa State, Oklahoma. He is a Cyclone grad, and he's also the director of gaming with the Iowa Racing and Gaming Commission. Your squad's in the championship, Brian Rilko. How about that? How are you? Uh, I'm doing great, Ken. It couldn't be a better time to be a Cyclone fan, and uh, uh, I think think I may make uh, the trip down south uh, uh, to check out the game. Are you really? Good for you. Good for you. Have you got tickets already? Uh, we we got two. Good yeah. for you. So Excellent. My son and I are going to make the trip. Oh, that's great. Well, a, a safe trip and enjoy the game and certainly hope it goes uh, uh, your team's way. Brian, a lot of ground to cover with you. We appreciate you coming on. Another record month. Uh, Iowans are firing at sports. Comparison-wise, though, New Jersey did $917 million of sports betting in the month of November. We did $87 million and thought that that was a big <laughs> chunk of change, and it is. Uh, but it just goes to show you state to state. But uh, Iowans continue to... Um, uh, to be appreciative of sports wagering in our state. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right, and and we're very happy with the numbers. They continue to grow um, every month. Uh, this fall, we've had a record number for our state. Um, but you're right. You look around the the country, and and you know each state is the same way. They're seeing record months uh, every month that wagering uh, sports wagering revenue data is released uh, um, but for us um, uh, you know we're up to 87 million in handle I think especially with January 1st uh, imminent and mm-hmm. the mobile registration that, that will be available for all of the customers and I think you know it is quite possible that we'll uh, eventually hit that hundred million dollar mark from a handle standpoint awesome to hear and uh, awesome to see another component I uh, met you too right as we were coming out of the air, Brian, is the DraftKings fan duel, the daily fantasy sports that are out there, and the ability to have college sports. You told me that is live right now. You can do that college wagering, and with it, you can have Luca Garza in your fantasy lineup for a night. You can mm-hmm. have you know, Rashir Bolton for Iowa State. You can go that route too. Is that going to also lead to an ability for the Cyhawk football game to have Props across the board. Is that something that's available now, or do we have to wait till January 1st to get all that for each Iowa and Iowa State game? No, so it's an interesting conversation, and there's actually two separate uh, uh, items uh, with that. And so for daily fantasy sports, uh, the college uh, athletes uh, uh, are, can now be part of that equation. And so that that is something um, that is now part of the fantasy sports uh, library, uh, if that if the companies well, would like to offer them, um, with regard to traditional sports wagering, uh, the prohibition on individual performances of Iowa college athletes, uh, there was no sunset clause mm. or specific oh. date, and so unfortunately, for those customers that want to do that, that's that's still uh, not an option, and would take a, a legislative change uh, for for people to do that. Is there an appetite, you think, for that legislative change, Brian? I don't. I am not hearing for that particular uh, issue. Now, there are for some other things, and I do anticipate that the sports companies are going to uh, try to bring forward some legislation 
for markets, uh, for draft markets, and for um, uh, activities like uh, esports. And so those are things that were not part of the original gotcha. uh, bill. And so I do think we will see that here in this next session, and we'll need to be watching that. And, and I think, you know, there is a possibility um, that there could be additional markets uh, uh, after this session. So when you say for, for draft markets, I mean, we go back into to April, and the sickle behind the glass over here was betting on rushing ping pong. <laughs> uh, but there were a number of states that you could wager on the NFL draft, for instance. Some of them, there would be a set of props that the companies would put out. Now, Iowans were not allowed at the time uh, to wager on that. Is that what you're referring to when you say that, Brian, that perhaps that the legislature will change that this April that we can wager on the NFL draft? Yeah, that's correct, Ken. And so, you know, I'm not, I, I never uh, want to, you know, guess right, how, right. Uh, what the legislature will do. But I, but I do know that the sports companies are wanting to propose legislation that will authorize uh, draft markets and then also uh, those markets with awards. And so currently, mm, anything like a Heisman a vote, yeah. That's right. That would be it. And so currently, right now, everything is just results-driven. Yep. Um, uh, that's what we could uh, – it, it has to be a sporting event, um, uh, no voting markets, uh, no markets where there's discretion, uh, That you know, like a, like a draft market. And so those would be two things, though, that I think we'll see proposed this session. Interesting. Like that. Uh, another thing we talked about, the casino online gaming, where does that sit? Where do you think that's going to end up? That's really difficult to say. And so as I uh, have been talking to operators, I think the casino industry is very split uh, as to how they feel uh, about um, online uh, casino gambling. And so um, so I'm not sure uh, uh, if the, the gaming association um, will necessarily bring a bill uh, as one group. Um, I, I could see a few operators that have an interest and in, in try to uh, get some legislation proposed. But at this point, it doesn't seem like, through my conversations with operators, that there is a consensus as as to whether or not uh, um, online casino gambling should move forward. And typically, uh, at least through my experiences, if there's not some sort of industry consensus, it's very difficult for uh, um uh, for legislation to move uh, when you have the casino industry that's um, um, in different sides of the uh, of the of the um, particular issue. Uh, Brian Urilko from the IRGC is our guest. Brian, uh, just to kind of um, you know put a bow on this, January first, major major changes. No longer uh, will you be required to get in your car and drive to Altoona or to Jefferson or whatever company that you want to uh, do your sports wagering business with. January first, at what time? I mean, people get up in the morning. Let uh, hopefully the Rose Bowl goes off. Dot dot dot. You'll be able to you'll be able to sign up for an account without leaving the house uh, for the first time. Uh, said sports wagering is legalized in August of last year. Yeah, no, that's right, Ken, and that really is the story. And so just to kind of put things in perspective, we have eight different companies right now licensed to offer online sports wagering, and I think um, maybe not necessarily right on January 1st, but our office has been inundated with new applications, and I think uh, by the end of 
the winter, you know, maybe spring. Um, we're looking at up to 20 uh, uh, companies that will be doing business in Iowa, and there are definitely some big names. And so the landscape for online sports wagering is, is going to change uh, dramatically here uh, over the winter. And so there are a number of companies that are ready to go January 1st for uh, mobile registration. And so if for customers that haven't uh, been able to, to get to a casino um, to, to, in, uh, to get their account, um, you know, many of these operators that are already doing business in Iowa uh, will be able to turn the switch on January 1st. Uh, but the other uh, part of the story is that there are now a lot of online companies that have an interest that that, that in-person registration is going away. And so we're trying to go through the licensing process, and we'll see quite uh, quite a, uh, a, a bunch uh, of new companies uh, that customers will be able to choose from. So it really will be a good time to be a, a sports wagering com- uh, customer in the state of Iowa. No doubt about it. Brian, enjoy the time with your son. Uh, best of luck to your Cyclones in Dallas. Thank you for coming on. Happy holidays, Brian Arilco. We'll talk to you next year. Appreciate you what you do for us. Thanks, Brian. Yeah, thanks, Ken. Thanks, Trent. Good to talk to you. Brian Arilco from the IRGC. Iowa t- uh, Hour 2, rather, coming up next. 1460, 106.3.